to the Raising Kids in the Bible podcast. My name is Eleanor and soon I'll be joined by Lisa. Uh, And our goal in this podcast is to encourage and equip you as a Christian parent to raise your kids in the Bible, knowing and trusting God's good plan for their lives. We've had a little bit of a break uh, since our last episode, but we're back ready to finish off reading through and chatting through Ed Drew's book, Raising Confident Kids in a Confusing World. We are up to chapter nine this week. uh, And so here's a little summary of what Ed says in chapter nine of his book. In chapter nine, Ed explores the topic of gender, uh, how we understand God's good plan for it and how we can share that with our kids. He returns us to Genesis 1 and the way we were made, that is, male and female. And second only to being made in the image of God, being made male and female is what we as humans were made to be. Ed talks about the importance of talking to children from an early age about the goodness of their boyness and girlness made in God's image. Ed encourages us to show our kids that their bodies are a good gift from God so we can thank him for the way he has made us to be and delight along with him in it. Ed then goes on to make clear that just because there are typical ways in which boys or girls tend to act, that does not make them any more male or female. And the opposite of that is true as well. The girl who likes to play rugby and never wears dresses is not any less of a girl because of it. There are different characteristics that are, in general, exhibited by one gender more than the other, but whatever characteristics a child displays, whatever giftings they might possess, the goal of the Christian parent is to help them honour and serve Christ with those characteristics and gifts. I'm going to read to you from Ed's book on page 156. He says this, he says, Our role as parents, particularly with younger children, is to provide the certainty that their body is a good gift that cannot be changed and that within the limits of physics, they can use their bodies for whatever adventures they can imagine. They should not think that their gender should limit their hobbies, friendships, sports or aspirations for the future. He then goes on on page 158 to say, Leaving our children to discern their identity from their inner selves is to leave them in a situation that is unstable, uncertain and even arbitrary. We need instead to show them who God says they are, how God has made them and who God calls them to become. The more we tell the positive story to our kids, that they are made by a great God and loved by a great saviour, the more they'll be confident in who they have been made and redeemed to be. Lisa is going to join us now as we talk about how this looks for her as she seeks to raise her kids to know and love Jesus. going i'm well (laughs) that's good Uh, so chapter nine boys girls gender uh, as a christian where did this hit home for you oh look it's our favorite topic (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so tricky sometimes to talk about these things Mm. um and i think more tricky is the world puts more pressure on us to Mm. conform to something different to what the bible Mm. and what god's set out and i think that's where it hit home, I guess, because um, the God's way of doing things is the best way. Mm. And it's just good to be reminded of that over and over and over again, that we're made in his image and that's a good thing. Mm. Um, we're made as male and female and we're made to relate to him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, 
it's really nice. I think, was it this chapter? Yeah, it was this chapter where he, I, I like, it was really quite subtle how he brought it back to identity. Mm. Um, he didn't really say, I'm going back to, you know, what we started with in chapter one and two. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but it was quite good how it felt like we were back to that foundation of um, our identity in Christ and um, in creation, um, how we're made and how we're made differently. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think that was good. And that it's actually... As a Christian, it's the heart of who we are and how we relate to God. Mm. Um, so the way we've been created is actually good and right and a privilege because he's done it that way just mm. for us. Um, and that it's, yeah, like he used the example in there of relating to his dog or something. <laughs> it's just not the same. Mm. Like the yeah. helper was made with a purpose. The mm. male was made with a purpose. The, um, yeah. And because he's made it that way, he's made it significant and mm. good. Um, so, yeah, it's good to be reminded of all those things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think as a – there was two things I was thinking of as I read it. I was remembering um, a time when I was so in Scripture – um, so going into school classrooms, teaching kids the Bible, and they're all kids who, to explain scripture if, if it's unknown, all kids who um, parents have said, yep, we want our kids to learn about the Bible in school. So full parental permission to be there, parents identify with Christianity, all that kind of thing. And a kid made a joke about something to do with gender. Mm -hmm. And I like just this shot of fear ran through my veins mm. of going, there's a classroom teacher in here. I, I, but like, and I didn't. I was like, "What do I? How do I yeah. respond to this? Do I just, do I just brush it off? Do yeah. I address it? Do I?" And it's like, "Well, I know that this is good and yeah. right, and these kids are here because their parents want them to know the Bible and yeah. and learn about it." But even then, there's like this little shot of yeah. ice. It goes, <laughs> "What do I do? <laughs> what do I do?" <laughs> um, yes. But then I was also encouraged by um, just the idea that. That the idea of self-determination of who we are and identity is a really unstable thing mm -hmm. and an uncertain thing, but but when we look to God to determine who we are and tell us what is good and right about us, that's a really firm, mm -hmm. a firm foundation, mm -hmm. um, which I was very encouraged by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but it is a tricky topic, particularly mm -hmm. in our world currently. Mm -hmm. um, and so it does sometimes put Send the ice through your veins. Mm. You're like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to say here. But we do know what to say because we know what the Bible says. Yeah. Um, and so as a as a parent, where has this where does this hit home for you and how you parent your kids? Um oh, I think in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think you're so right that that um I think I've had lots of moments of just being frozen in not knowing how to relate to the kids when so um it was great at bringing up these cool examples of kids asking great questions mm. and i just in our family we haven't had the experience of the thoughtful sensible questioning <laughs> <laughs> it's really just um i'm going to use the word like immature mm. <laughs> like totally don't know what they're saying mm. and teasing and disrespect and mm. that kind of thing. So I think I feel a bit frozen in that um, in that space of what do I say to help them realise that it's serious and the topic itself deserves respect. 
mm. without like coming down on them so hard that they're like, oh, you know, mm. <laughs> mum doesn't know how to have a joke. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, so I'm really, I'm really struggling in that balance because it sometimes what they say is quite offensive. And mm. I'm like, if you said that, like, because, because they don't understand yet mm. what the, the gravity of what they're saying mm. um yeah so i think i've i've struggled through that a little bit in this topic um so i think reading it ed was really helpful again in setting setting out what god has as our agenda as our gender mm. um and so in parenting i think we do teach the different genders mm. not like explicitly but um uh, did he he mentioned how boys like the differences between boys and girls and I think we've seen that having the two boys and then a girl mm. um just the way they use their strength the way they express their anger or mm. the way they um play it, it is different and we've had to teach mm. um our boys to know what their strength can do mm. and use it wisely. Um, we've had to teach our girl to um, work out, yeah, I guess that she can be more vulnerable in some situations with her brothers. Mm. <laughs> Got a good good scenario to teach mm. her that. <laughs> and so her, I think her temptation sometimes is to fight back um, in, you know, the play wrestle or the mm. – um, and just knowing that, how far she can go in that and mm. it's usually like oh mm. she's got hurt again she's got hurt again oh well you know um mm. so how can how can we teach her to just um know her limits I guess um and then like I think you touched on it before the um the certainty we have in um in being able to teach our kids about this. Mm. And so I think that's a real great parenting thing that we don't have to, like we actually have answers to give them. Mm. And that's given me a lot of confidence, I think, as we've encountered different conversations about puberty or um, gender that um, like we have somewhere to go. We have the certainty of saying your body is a gift from God, your body is for this use mm. um you're a boy or a girl and you can like you can use your body for all sorts of great adventures and mm. um do these cool things um but yeah but it's from god like mm. it's <laughs> that, like the foundation mm. is so strong and i think that's really good um and then also somewhere to come back to we haven't encountered this a lot yet um in the gender kind of topic, but maybe in things like when they get when their bodies get hurt or sick, mm. um, that we have that secure foundation of Jesus to go. Uh, he knows what's happening in your body. He's been he's been in in a body. Mm. <laughs> he's lived as a man. Um, he, we can trust that he knows when we pray um, what's happening in this sickness or this hurt, mm. and he can help you in it, um, even if he doesn't get healed straight away um and yeah bringing it back to the gender conversation just that um it's quite normal to wonder and to discover and mm. you know that kind of thing um about boys and girls and mm. what they do and how their bodies work so I think 
Um, yeah, God can give us so many answers in that area mm. and, the, and his word is so helpful. So in parenting we want to do that, um, that he made your body the best it can be. It's great for running or jumping or mm. <laughs> but it's also great for um, as a, you know, maybe you have more strength than some of the girls around you so as a protector or a, mm. someone who can, you know, help somebody else mm. <laughs> someone can lift something for someone else someone who can mm. um yeah use it for good and I think that's hard to teach it's really tricky mm. when they're um when they can be quite yeah just yeah. I guess immature and <laughs> silly around yeah. the conversation and um yes knowing that like that whole idea that different kids have different strength yeah. levels and so yes. there's actually different um there might be different things that different kids are like can do to yes. be able to that whole idea of using your gifts to um, honor God. Yes. Ed said, whether yeah. you're a boy or a girl, whatever God's yeah. given you, using yeah. that to honor God. Yeah. Um, you know, one kid using their strength might be diff- might use their might have, they might have to limit themselves differently mm. to other kids mm. who have less strength might not have to limit themselves as much to honor God in that moment. Yeah. Um, and that's hard for a kid to go. Yeah. Well, that my that person yeah. over there doesn't have to yeah. stop. When I had to stop, yeah. but it's because they have different. Yes. Lim- yeah. So yeah. that's a hard thing to teach. Oh, it's so tricky. When kids just want everything to be equal and fair. Yeah. Um, that yeah. little, yes. that little fairness yeah. bone in them, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. different kids are different. Yeah, just like different right. adults are different. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we've definitely experienced that. It's tricky. Um, and them learning about what they can do and what they mm. can't do. <laughs> so hard yeah um but also really really important because the world will tell them quite different things and already at school Mm. they will hear things that we didn't have to be exposed to that young Mm. (laughs) so having an answer for them is really helpful and and we've been able to also just um go back to the facts and do some definitions Mm. this is what gender means this is what um, homosexual means this is what bisexual means this is, mm. so that um, when they're using the words mm. if they are that they're actually using them with understanding and, and the right context mm. um, and we've done that at, as they've got older like mm. you have to do it in a way that's age appropriate which mm. is tricky as well but um, yeah the facts are good mm. <laughs> so they yeah. don't understand what they're dealing with mm. and why mum and dad might say that's pretty disrespectful we don't talk like that mm. or you know just giving that understanding of why we say no to some things and yes, yes to others yeah, yeah. um so that that can be helpful mm. or not because <laughs> then they take it and they run with it and, yeah. yeah anyway <laughs> but um yeah so i think we have the confidence that we're made in god's image mm. and yeah that we can teach them that. Um, Ed was really good at it, encouraging us to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you think of an example where you've seen this playing out? Um, uh, like we've talked a little bit. So um, we've had a we had a family wedding about a year ago, mm. and then we've been talking about going to your wedding <laughs> as well. Um, so I think. Marriage, the talk, the topic of marriage mm. has been a big one up late, like in the last year, I guess, in mm. our family of why does some people get married in a church and others don't and what, you know. So God's design for marriage I think has been 
a topic that's come up in mm. the little while that we've had to think through this. And um, that's been a real good um, opening conversation for mm. why you might stay single, why you might get married, um, what God's design is for singleness and marriage. Mm. And so I think that's been really helpful because it can be confusing um uh, when there's different models, I guess, mm. in the world mm. and why we would say God's model is the best one mm. for marriage um, and that that there's um, oh, just equality, I guess. God doesn't see us as married mm. or single. Or, yeah, so that equality and you can um, pray that you'll be one, you'll be used in the way God wants you to use, mm. be used in his, his, in walking in his ways rather than I'm going to get married or I'm going to stay single or yeah, whatever they're talking about. So that's been a pretty good example, I think, over the dinner table as we've chatted through that. Mm. Um, uh, for me, I think um, just the examples of walking with, uh, our girl is a girl and our boy is boys. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think it more naturally comes to me to work out but how to talk to our girl rather than talking to our boys. Sometimes mm. I feel like I miss them in my approach. Mm. Um, so just how to, um, oh, I guess for our girl, just how to respond to her and help her understand relationships Um it's slightly different mm. and the conversations we've had are slightly different. Um, and I guess we have a we have a great – when we go to church, we just have so many great role models <laughs> so of all sorts of um, mm. people that she can talk to other than me that, um, yeah, that she's watching and learning from. Mm. And so I think that's a really great – example of yeah um and then for the boys um so for them this lately I think this topic it's really hit home where um I think in their responses to anger sometimes Mm. they're very strong physical responses and um so uh, asking them the question how how can we respond differently when you are angry to help you through the anger? Mm. So not necessarily squatting down the anger, but instead of that strength, that physical strength coming out in such a hurtful way, Mm. is there another godly response that you can have in your body? Um, And what can you do with that? Um, How can you protect yourself and protect others from the strength that you have when your emotions are out of control. Mm. So those kind of questions. And that's all like so tricky for a um, smaller brain mm. <laughs> that hasn't developed yet, you know, the yeah. whatever part, yeah. prefrontal cortex or whatever it is that <laughs> needs to develop, you know, in there. Yeah. As they get closer to their 20s, um, yeah. it's going to be something that they're going to have to do for a long time. A long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a conversation we'll keep having with our boys. Of, mm. um, in your anger, how are you responding physically? Mm. 
yeah, and what can you do with your body mm. um, because God's made you this way. But yeah, mm. that is different. So, um, and then I did I did think through the humorous <laughs> side of things because. Um, so it, humor comes out a lot in our family. <laughs> Kids just love humor, and so these kind of topics of gender, our bodies, male, female, all of those things can be quite funny mm. um, naturally. Which yeah. I don't think God's upset about that. I think He understands how He's made us. You know the quirkiness of mm. us all, but um, there are some things that are also not funny, or they're funny once, mm. and then the, un- the just the emotional understanding and the maturity isn't there to to realize they're not funny again, mm. or they're not funny in this context. So, um, we have had situations where we've had to just explain why a joke wouldn't be funny if you repeated it and repeated it and repeated mm. it, or why why um teasing someone about um so in sibling mm. relationships teasing someone about how they look mm. as a boy or a girl is actually not funny mm. and how why it's not funny and mm. um and pointing out i guess words and um well words that have come out of their mouths that they think are funny that mm. are not so they're degrading towards um, sex itself or marriage or the girl or the boy mm. um, and we have to say that's just not it's just not funny mm. and we can't yeah this is why it's not funny mm. um, but then also the images so as we're in the world when we see the advertising and we see mm. what is portrayed as a girl and a boy mm. um Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's quite a serious image um, and just being able to point that out and say, you know, that's mm. not how, that's not reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is why. So, the, yeah, so I think I've been more conscious of that since reading this chapter mm. and since our boys are getting older and just bringing home phrases that they think are hilarious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're yeah. not funny so and then yeah. they've been able to explain yeah, yeah. why so yeah, mm. i think they're the main examples that mm. i've been thinking through since reading this chapter oh thank you so much please <laughs> thanks for your thoughtfulness and wisdom uh, it seems like there was a quote i'm just going to read it yeah go. i'll read more later but there's one of these at the end of his chapter he says none of this is easy it should drive us to prayer it should cause us to support one another in our churches but it should not drive us to blind panic yeah. jesus is not surprised or defeated by the 21st century and his people needn't be either yeah just that idea this isn't it feels new and scary yeah. and freaky to us to yeah. be able to navigate this world and mm. feels really like ice in your vein kind of mm. moment sometimes mm. but it's not surprising to jesus and yeah. it's not going to defeat his church mm. um which is so comforting yes okay. i don't know what i'm doing but thankfully jesus does <laughs> totally <laughs> how <yeah>. good yes. <laughs> thank you so much lise well i hope that was helpful to you as you think through how you can help your kids to understand god's good plan for them and their gender uh I'm going to leave you with a a quote from Ed's book on page 157. Uh, And before I do that, uh, we're coming to the end of our series reading through Ed's book. This is the second last chapter. 
And we're thinking about how can we continue to make this podcast a helpful resource for parents. Uh, and so if if you can think of or have ideas of things that would be helpful to you as a parent uh, to have resources or a podcast episode on, I'd love for you to get in touch with us at kids at wildstreet.org.au and send through your suggestions. I can't promise that we can achieve them all, but um, I'd love to hear your suggestions for what we, we can tackle uh, as a Christian parenting podcast going forward. All right, here's Ed on page 157 of his book. He says, It is intimidating and bewildering to be a parent in this fast-changing culture. But while this specific situation may be new, parenting unhappy and confused teenagers is as old as the hills. There have been plenty of generations before us whose teenagers have had to live through greater trauma and distress than ours. In God, we have a rock, an unshifting, solid and secure foundation on which to build our lives. Every storm and turbulence in our children's lives is an opportunity to invite them to stand on the rock next to us. If you haven't yet got a copy of Ed's book this far in the game, I really suggest you grab a copy and read it for yourself. There's so much gold that we don't get to talk about uh, on this podcast. And so I really recommend you go get one before we finish this, uh, this season of podcast with episode 10 next time. See you later.